Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. We're going to do with your face. What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. I said, I'm going to maybe you could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend. Turned out to be not a bad day in New York. Uh, a little rainy this morning. but uh, And you know the UV index is zero, so there's a, a good side to everything, right? Well, you've listened uh, to me before. This is uh, the 16th anniversary show of uh, What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Uh, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. In case you haven't listened before, where have you been? You've been listening to someone else. Well, you can listen here and learn about your appearance, about cosmetic surgery, about skin care, about dermatology. That's what we talk about on this show and who am I? Well, as I said, I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon, host of this show for, yeah, 16 years now, and I trained at some pretty good places at Harvard, Cornell, and the University of Chicago. I'm on the faculty of Columbia and Rutgers, and I'm here to answer your calls, answer your questions about cosmetic surgery. And the number at WOR is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Give me a call. Tonight, we're giving away bottles of soft time. Soft Time is a, a great moisturizer. It's particularly good right now. A lot of my patients tell me that they get irritation of their face from their masks. And there's actually a name that the dermatologists have given this condition. You might have heard Dr. Rappaport a few weeks ago talk about maskne. Maskne, not acne, but maskne. And if you uh, put a moisturizer, a good quality moisturizer on your face, and then put the mask on, you'll get less irritation from the mask. You know, I've been wearing a mask for 40 years in the operating room. Wow. You know, since I was a freshman medical student in 19, when was it? 1977. It's a long time already. And so wearing a mask to me is second nature. I wear it all day long. I don't even know I have it on. But those of you who are just wearing a mask, well, you know, uh, it takes some getting used to. And I understand that. The, uh, the soft time will make it a little bit easier. We're giving away bottles of soft time tonight. 800-321-0710 is the phone number here at WOR. So, you know, I, I mentioned 16 years ago, Noah and I met. It was December 3rd, actually, 2005. So 16 years and two days. And uh, Noah, you remember that day. Why don't you play that very first, now get ready for this, the very first tape of this show. Go ahead, Noah. What a night to start a show about plastic surgery. The New York Times today ran a front-page article on the first face transplant, which was performed in France last week. 
When's the last time you saw a plastic surgery article on page one of the New York Times? That's Plastic Surgery in the News, and this is Plastic Surgery in the Air, a new program on WOR. Each Saturday, we'll talk about another interesting topic in cosmetic surgery. You can call in and ask me questions about cosmetic surgery. We'll talk about breast augmentations, for instance. I've never met a woman who was happy with both the size or shape of her breasts. Well, we'll talk about liposuction on this show. This procedure defined plastic surgery in the 1980s. We're going to talk about procedures that could possibly even kill you. And Botox. Who hasn't thought about Botox? Are wrinkles really a necessary part of growing old? And we'll talk about skincare. Do those $150 creams really work? And how about facelifts? There are hundreds of different procedures out there. Which works the best? We're going to answer those questions on this show. The return of silicon breast implants. They're about to return to the market after being banned 13 years ago. And why are there so many bad nose jobs? Just look around on the streets and you'll see what I'm talking about. And what should you do to choose a good plastic surgeon? What information do you need? Well, good evening. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. For the next half hour, we'll be talking about one of America's favorite topics. No, not sex, not baseball. We'll be talking about cosmetic surgery. A little difficult to listen to, don't you think? You know, I'm so much better on the radio now than I was 16 years ago with the coaching of Noah and doing this every Saturday night for 16 16 years. So, uh, you know, you listen to that tape and say, yeah, I've, got, I've come along. Uh, it was a little tough to listen to. But thank you for sticking with me, my loyal audience, all these years. Uh, so tonight we've got a great show for you. We're going to talk about blepharoplasty. That's one of my favorite topics, eyelid surgery. We're going to talk about liposuction. We're going to talk about niacinamide, one of the great ingredients in skin care. And, of course, I'm going to take your phone calls, 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. And, you know, today was the beginning of Dr. Michael Roizen's longevity symposium. So I spent all day, it's a virtual symposium this year, my lectures are tomorrow. I had Dr. Roizen on a couple weeks ago, and tomorrow I'm giving my two lectures. But I, I, I tell you, every time I listen to Dr. Michael Roizen, I learn a lot. We're learning about aging, the things you can do to, uh, to decrease the rate of aging. And, and Mike is absolutely convinced that we're all going to live to over 100 years old in just a few years. The life expectancy is going to grow by leaps and bounds. Isn't that uh, wonderful? It really is. And this is a guy that means what he says. So tomorrow, great, uh, great lecture by me. You can listen. You can still listen. You can go to the Cleveland Clinic uh, Symposium on Longevity. We'll give the uh, website out later. Well, today we are going to talk about eyelid surgery, one of my favorite topics. So as we get older, your eyelids begin to age, and they age more rapidly than the rest of your face. Those very first wrinkles that you see are usually the crow's feet wrinkles, the little wrinkles underneath and to the side of your eye. And you see this. I've had patients literally in their late 20s come in with those little wrinkles, and it's very upsetting. The younger you are that you get those wrinkles, the more upsetting it is. Uh, but we do have a good fix. If it's just the crow's feet, we use Botox. And we use Botox. I do Botox now routinely on people in their young 20s. Young 20s. You know, in the, 
about 20 years ago, I said, that's ridiculous. But I've learned from my patients, and there is a real preventive effect that Botox has. So if you catch the wrinkle just as it starts, it won't progress. It won't deepen. So Botox is really a wonderful substance. And, and I, you know, on the show, I use the word Botox, yes. But there's, uh, there's actually four of these uh, drugs out now. There's Botox. There's Dysport. There's Xeomin. There's the new one, Javu which uh, I don't know about that name, but that's what it is. And imminently, any day now, I'm told, there's going to be the new one from Revance, and that's the one that's going to shake up the industry. I talked about this in the past, but Revance has a product that says, and I've read the literature, it looks real. It looks like it's going to last six months instead of four months, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with the rest of the industry when this new guy comes out with a longer-acting Botox. Will all of you switch over to the Revance product, which is not named yet, by the way? I guess they'll name it as soon as they get FDA approval. Right now it's got some uh, code name like XP something or other. Uh, But it'll be an interesting one. So, uh, well, anyway, when you have those first wrinkles, when you have the little wrinkles of the lower eyelids stretching around the sides, well, we'll do Botox. But as you get older, those wrinkles tend to kind of expand. You get the skin, the extra skin on your upper eyelids that begins to hood. And as you get into your 40s and 50s and 60s, the skin can actually obstruct your vision. And those of you who have this know exactly what I'm talking about. When you have a lot of extra skin on your upper eyelids, it's like wearing a baseball hat all the time. And when you're driving with that baseball hat and you go up a hill, it becomes very difficult to see. So blepharoplasty, that's the formal name, by the way. It's from the Greek word bleph, which means eyelid, and plasty, which means change the shape of. That's where we get these words from. So, so blepharoplasty has changed the shape of your eyelids, and it's a very common procedure. I'm talking about it this week. I did two last week. I did one on Monday and one on Tuesday, and it is one of the favorite procedures that I do. In fact, when I was a resident at the University of Chicago, way back when I was a little boy, I did a blepharoplasty live on CNN. I'll tell you, when you're just doing maybe your third or fourth one, that is nerve-wracking for for a surgeon. My chief of plastic surgery, Dr. Tom Krizik, assisted me. And uh, CNN was a new network back in 19, I guess it was 1984. Now, 85 it was. And it was pretty new, and it wasn't everywhere. It was in some of the big cities. And uh, they came into the University of Chicago, and I did a blepharoplasty, and it turned out very well, thank God. Uh, and since then, it's been really one of my favorite procedures. It's a great rewarding procedure because it really changes the shape and the appearance of your eyelids. And you look at yourself in the mirror, and you look at aged eyelids, and you say, nah, I've got to do something about it. So with a blepharoplasty, not only do we remove the extra skin of the eyelids, but also the fat. Now, what is this fat? You know, if you look at your eyelids, and please don't do it if you're driving right now, but look at your eyelids. You see a bulge of fat in the corner of your eyelid near your nose in almost everybody. Now, that's called, there's a name for this. It's called periorbital fat. And it's not fat that comes from underneath your skin. It's actually fat that cushions your eyeball. You know, we were given a very good mechanism to prevent loss of vision in our eyes there you know of course 10,000 years ago even even a hundred years ago if you lost your vision you were absolutely absolutely lost in life and 10,000 years ago you would have been eaten by the lions hundred years ago hopefully not Uh, but certainly vision is second only to life itself 
in the hierarchy of what our body protects. So our, our eyeballs have been given a mechanism of protection. If you get poked in the eye, heaven forbid your eyeball squishes and you lose your vision. Oh, look at that. That's a great visual, right? No pun intended, but heaven forbid that happens. So our eyeball actually floats in fat. It floats in fat. There's fat behind the eyeball, underneath the eyeball, to each side of the eyeball, and above the eyeball. But as we age, that, that fat that cushions the eyeball tends to work its way out like a hernia. And like a hernia, the tissues weaken in front of the eye. And you get that Mario Cuomo fat. Mario or Andy now. Andy has that fat. Andy, if you're listening, give me a call. We can fix that. And, and it's so common. We, uh, we fix the eyelid fat by uh, doing what's called a blepharoplasty. So for the upper lids, uh, there are two pads of eyelid fat and extra skin. And it's a very simple procedure that we do under local anesthesia. That means you're awake for the procedure, but using some sedation. Because, you know, I've, I've done this under local anesthesia without sedation. However, you know, most of my patients want some sedation. It makes it a lot easier. So we go ahead and numb up the eyelids. We remove the extra skin, extra fat of the lids. And, and then we sew things back. We put it back where it's supposed to be. For the lower eyelids, it's a little bit trickier because the lower eyelids, well, there's skin and there's fat, but the lower eyelids, if they sag and if they're loose, you can get that basset hound appearance after surgery, which is not a good thing. So for those of you following this, there's a name for that condition. It's called an ectropion. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about the risks of blepharoplasty surgery, the benefits, benefits of blepharoplasty surgery, and yes, all about it. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is WOR, and the number here is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Give me a call. We'll be right back. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to, to lessen frown lines, and I use the brand-new Restylane Kiss. What a great name to give you kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes and even reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Ulthera. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf face and neck lifts. 
Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey or Beverly Hills office for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Give me a call, 800-321-0710. That's the phone number. Give me a call and ask me the questions that have, have been keeping you up at night. I know there are questions. You know, you look in the mirror and you wonder, well, is it surgery that I need? Or maybe I could have a laser or maybe there's some skin cream that can do magical things for me. That's the question I want to hear. Or ask me about a particular device. Try and stump me. There's a million of them out there. I try and keep up on the literature. But go ahead, give me a give me a call, 800-321-0710, and you'll walk home or drive home or maybe get mailed to you a bottle of my soft time. All right, so here we are. Everybody knows we're in not just the middle of the pandemic. Noah was wondering when I was going to talk about the pandemic because uh, we've been doing this since March March talking about the pandemic. Um, can you believe that it's still going on? But it's sort of like uh, how many of you have been in Cornwall, New York or Highland Falls, New York? You've taken the Storm King Highway, the Storm King. It's Route 9W and it takes you up on the Storm King Mountain and you're hugging the mountain on one side. And if you go about two feet over to the right side as you're heading north, you go right off the cliffs into the Hudson River. That's what this pandemic feels like right now. We are on the Storm King Mountain. We are almost over the mountain with a vaccine. It's so close. It's so close. But right now, the pandemic is peaking because you all, yes, all of you, you didn't listen to Andy. You didn't listen to our leaders and you did not stay in and you did not socially distance and you did not wear your masks. And right now we're at the worst part of the pandemic. And with the with the vaccine right around the corner, I understand I've volunteered to be a vaccinator at Robert Wood Johnson University Hospital. And that is happening, they tell me, in about two weeks. In about two weeks, we're gonna start vaccinating physicians and, you know, and that makes sense, by the way. There's been a lot of discussion about who to vaccinate first. But if you don't vaccinate the physicians and the nurses, then how are they going to take care of you if you get COVID? And then the truth is also, if you don't vaccinate the physicians, how do you expect the physicians to vaccinate? We're going to vaccinate 200. I'm going to vaccinate 200 people in a morning in a four-hour shift. And so that's 800, uh, 400 a day. So much for my math, right? Uh, you know, it's a lot of people. And uh, if you think about who might have COVID asymptomatically, there's a, a, a significant percentage of people that do have it. So you're going to expose the doctors and nurses to a significant number of people if they haven't been vaccinated. So certainly it makes sense. Vaccinate the doctors and nurses and then the rest of the population. And we're on our way out of this, this pandemic. And I think the mood of the country will change dramatically the day 
the vaccines start. And I can't wait for that to happen. All right, I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry, host of the show. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. So blepharoplasties, blepharoplasties, eyelid lifts. That's a better word, right? You don't want to say blepharoplasties. You want to say eyelid lifts. They're such a common procedure. I did two this week. One woman had just her upper lids done along with liposuction of her thighs and her hips and her knees in a, uh, a procedure that lasted around three, I'd say about three hours or so, three and a half hours. Uh, the second patient had her upper and lower eyelids, and this person had a lot of fat, a lot of fat on her lower lids and a lot of fat on her upper lids. Uh, not too much extra skin on the lower lids, but a lot on her upper lids. So every person has an individualized operation. There's not a specific operation for each person. We want to individualize it, not just with blepharoplasty, but with all the procedures in cosmetic surgery. So you think of this sometimes as a cookie cutter uh, procedure. No, it's not. It really isn't. So we look very carefully and uh, the person, uh, the second person had no fat out laterally. What is lateral? That means towards the ear, towards the side. But she had the giant fat pads in the middle and towards her nose. And so uh, a judicious amount, that's how much we remove. It's not a set amount with each person. It's a judicious amount. It's enough so that we can get a good result and flatten the lower eyelid, but not so much that we create a hollowed out appearance. And I always say, there are a lot of different doctors that do blepharoplasties. There are plastic surgeons. There are ophthalmologists, oculoplastic surgeons. There are ear, nose, and throat doctors, which are otolaryngologists. And there are even dermatologists that do blepharoplasties. So there's four different types of doctors that do this operation. But I have to say, and uh, I'll create enemies here, while all of those doctors can safely do the procedure because they're surgeons, they're doctors, it's the plastic surgeon, the board-certified plastic surgeon that gives you the best artistic result. Oh, I'm going to create enemies here because I know that there are some great otolaryngologists and great oculoplastic surgeons that do this operation. And yes, yes, that's true. But there are also doctors that don't have that artistic sense. And even in plastic surgery, that's true. You have to have the artistry because doing the operation technically is one thing, but doing it artistically and making you look nice after the procedure, that's a whole different animal in cosmetic surgery. So, uh, so blepharoplasty, it's a common procedure. It takes eh, anywhere from maybe an hour if you're doing uh, just uh, the upper lids to three hours maybe if we're doing lower lids and upper lids and require secondary procedures. So some people require something called a canthopexy. And what's a canthopexy? The way to look at the lower lids, the lower lids are kind of like a pair of pants. And if you have a loose pair, pair um, sorry, a loose fitting pair of pants with some creases, and you try and straighten out the creases, you pull them down a bit, well, your pants fall down. So what do you do? Of course, you tighten your belt, and then your pants, you can pull on your pants forever, and they're not going to fall down. Well, there's a belt around the lower eyelids also, and there's a procedure called a canthopexy that tightens that belt. So if you have a loose lower lid and we remove extra skin, well, you could get that thing called an ectropion that my basset, I have two basset hounds. They're wonderful little dogs, and they both have ectropions because that's, you know, that's the condition of the basset hound. They get recurrent eyelid infections. 
you know, when I uh, constantly am putting drops or ointments in my Basset Hound's eyes, we don't want to do that for you, right? We don't want to create that same Basset Hound appearance. That's not so good. So what we do is we do a canthopexy. That is a preemptive, preemptive procedure to tighten the lower lid, and we remove just enough extra skin. And one of the laws, one of the real laws of blepharoplasty surgery is however much skin I think I need to remove, well, I remove just a little bit less, just a little bit less, because heaven forbid we overdo it and get a pull down of the lid. That could create problems. It could create a dry eye problem, which re results in infections and a real big problem. Rob, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Yes, Dr. Perry, thank you. Very informative show. Thank you. Um, you know, as I'm getting older, I realize that, you know, I, I, I'm very health conscious. I, my body still looks good, but... You know, my eyes, you know, underneath, you know, getting like little bags, little puffiness and stuff. And I know part of it, I, I believe, can be part of your diet, but I eat a, you know, Mediterranean diet. I, I eat well, I exercise, I take supplements. But um, is there anything that I can do? And even your soft time, would that help if I put some of that underneath, you know, for the winter? You know, I, I wish my soft time could help, but no, the truth is no. That a moisturizer cannot help your lower lids. So, so let's talk about the bags of the lower eyelids, Rob. So there are, uh, there are three reasons why people get kind of dark circles under their eyes, and one of those is the bag. And what is the bag? It's what I was just talking about. It's fat. It's that periorbital fat. That's the fancy name. It's the fat that your eyeball floats in. It's the fat that works its way out as your tissues get kind of aged, right? How old are you, Rob? <clears throat> 72. You're 72, so you're still pediatric in my practice, so don't worry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 72, by then, you've lost 40% of the integrity of your skin. Do you realize that? 42% because we lose 1% of the thickness of our skin each year. We lose 1% of the collagen in our thin each year. That's the structural layer of our skin. And it's thin enough in the eyelid, by the way. The eyelid skin is the thinnest skin of the body. You can actually see through it. And that, by the way, is the reason for the second, the second reason for the, um, the appearance of the lower eyelid, the, uh, the dark circles under the eye. I told you the fat was the first one, was shadowing from the fat pads. The second one is the translucency of the lower eyelid skin. We can actually see through it, and you can actually see the blood vessels and the muscle through the skin. You don't realize that's what you're looking at, but in a lot of people, they have kind of a reddish, bluish hue to the lower lids. Usually not men, by the way. Usually that's women. And the translucency is another problem. And the third reason for having dark circles under your eye is brown pigmentation of the skin, which is actually a good thing from an evolutionary standpoint and a bad thing from a cosmetic standpoint. And the reason I say it's good is because when you have dark circles under your eyes, you get less reflection of the light in your eye when, uh, when it's bright out. That's why the football players put that stuff on their lower eyelid, right? Uh, because then they don't get reflection from the lights uh, or the sun, and they can see better. So the three reasons for the lower eyelid, um, the lower eyelid dark circles, uh, one of those solutions is surgical, and that's a blepharoplasty. The second solution to translucent skin, that, Rob, 
That, Rob, is skin care. So we're going to take a very short break. I want you, Rob, to hang on the line. And when we come back from this break, we are going to talk about the other two things that we can, can do for your eyelids that are not surgical to improve the appearance of your eyelids. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to lessen frown lines, and then I use the new Restylane Kiss to give you, well, more kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes or even splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Althera. There's so many new things, but for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf face and neck lifts. Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey, or Beverly Hills offices for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. We're back talking with Rob. Rob, are you still on the line? Yes, I am, Dr. Perry. I want to thank you for staying and listening, listening to the show, and, uh, and asking me a good question about your eyelids. So Rob was concerned about his lower eyelids. Lower, right? How about your upper eyelids, Rob? Um, that really doesn't bother me that much, to be honest, Dr. Perry. Yeah, it's, it's mainly the lower that kind of, you know, protrude out or whatever, however you yeah. want to say. Mm -hmm. so, so, you know, one of the things that I have done for the lower eyelids is inject uh, filler like Restylane or Juvederm or one of those fillers in the lower lid to kind of hide the fat. And I did that reluctantly. I started doing that about five years ago. The reason I was reluctant in the beginning was, uh, well, you know, quite honestly, there's a, uh, a risk of blindness when we inject around the eyes. And that scares the living, you know, out of me, as it should everybody. Noah thought I was going to say something. He thought he's never bleeped me in 16 years, but uh, he was ready. Noah's ready. Okay. But honestly, when we do blepharoplasty surgery, uh, there is a minimal risk of injury like that. Uh, yeah, there's a 1 in 30,000 chance of blindness from even blepharoplasty. But that's associated with bleeding after the procedure. 
Uh, it's associated with nausea, which is why I don't like doing these under general anesthesia. And it's associated with high blood pressure, which is why you have to have absolutely perfect control of your blood pressure to have these procedures. But with filler, it's different because it's not quite within the surgeon's control or even your control if there's a problem because there are blood vessels around the eyes and around the nose and between the eyebrows that connect with the blood vessels behind the eye. So about five years ago, a new technique was introduced with what's called a microcannula, and it became much less likely to accidentally inject filler into the blood vessels that connect with the back of the eye. And so I started doing this procedure, as many people around the world started doing this procedure, injecting the grooves, the lower eyelid grooves. And, and it's a very nice procedure. However, there is a however. Uh, about a month ago, I, I, those of you who listen closely to, to this show know that I attended the American Society of Plastic Surgeons meeting, and it was a virtual meeting this year, but one of the sessions was on the complications of injecting filler around the eyes. And even with these microcannulas, even with the best technique, with the best physicians around the world, we're seeing a lot of problems injecting around the eyes. We are seeing extended periods of swelling for months, and even years. And there's a case in the literature now of 10 years of swelling around the eyes from injecting this, uh, this filler. <laughs> it's incredible. And there are increasing cases of blindness from injecting around the eyes. So for the time being, for the time being, I have stopped injecting filler around the eyes. I know that plenty of plastic surgeons and ophthalmologists and otolaryngologists and dermatologists are injecting around the eyes. But there is no question that it's a dangerous procedure. There just isn't. And so I've stopped doing it because I want to do uniformly safe procedures for my patients. So what does that leave us with, uh, Rob? It leaves us with, yes, skin care. But, you know, the honest truth is skin care is going to be subtle. It's going to be subtle around the eyes. Now, my product, you asked about Soft Time, which is a moisturizer. My product, Nighttime, can help the wrinkles around the eyes and it can thicken the skin. The problem with it is if you get my product in the eye, you'll remember the day because my product has a pH of 3.5, which is a very acidic product. Remember the pH scale? Do you remember that, Rob? You're 72, but do you remember chemistry from ninth grade? Do you remember that? Yes, yes, well, I do. Actually, okay. I do. Yes. Good, because, <laughs> you know, the pH scale goes from 0 to 14. Water is right in the middle. It's 7. Lemon juice is somewhere right around two. If you get lemon juice, those of you who use it and cook with it, if you, if you get that in your eye, you remember that day. And if you get my product in the eye, you'll remember it. So we don't want you to get it in the eye, and that's why I say not for use on eyelids. But the truth is, and I'm not telling you to use my product on the eyelids, but the truth is it works great on the eyelid skin because the skin is very thin and it will thicken the skin of the eyelids. It takes about three months to see the effect. I have great pictures, and I have some on my uh, website, the drperrys.com website. So it's vitamin C. Vitamin C in a 10% concentration. The literature says it requires at least a 5%. I put 10% in my nighttime. And uh, if you use it every night for three months, it will thicken the skin. And it'll improve the appearance of the lower eyelids. It'll, it'll decrease the splotchy uh, brown pigmentation and actually uh, reduce the translucency of the lower skin. But I cannot tell you to use it. How's that? 
and neither can other products that actually really work. And one of my funny things that in skincare that I like to tell my patients is there's a product, and I cannot mention the name, uh, that is uh, it's designed for the eyelids. But if you read the fine print on it, it even says eye cream on it. And it's a good eye cream. Uh, but if you leave, read the fine print, it says not for use on eyelids because they're telling, their lawyers are telling them also, that if you get this in your eye, you're going to remember that day. And that's the truth. Anything that really works on the eyelids, well, you know, if you get it in your eye, you're going to be in trouble because it has active ingredients. Um, you know, there's a test that we do when we design eyelid creams, and it involves uh, injuring, you know, putting this stuff, whatever it is, into an eye. It's not a real eye. It's an animal eye that's uh, used for this purpose, and they take it from I don't I don't do any testing on animals, by the way. There's also a, a chemical test that can be done. But either way, my product would fail that. It would fail it because I know it, that it's going to in, injure your eye, so keep it away. Those of you who decide to go what's called off-label and use my product on your eyelids, make darn sure that you stay away from the eye because if you get it in your eye, you're going to be in trouble. So, Rob... One of the things you can do to thicken the skin of the eyelids is a laser of the eyelids. Now, a laser of the eyelid is different from a blepharoplasty. So a blepharoplasty is a surgical procedure that we numb up your eyelid, and particularly the lower eyelid. We lift the skin. We're looking right at those fat pads of the lower lid. They're, they're visible to me. And then I gently, very gently, excise. I remove a little bit of that fat of the lower eyelids, and then I reposition the, the eyelid skin. I remove just a little bit of eyelid skin. And if you're 72, usually you're going to have that canthopexy procedure. It's just part of it. I do it in about half of my patients. The canthopexy, that's that lid tightening, the belt tightening procedure. And, and the cutoff age is somewhere around 60. Most patients over 60 need that. Most patients under 60 do not need that. And your surgeon will know because he'll feel he, he or she will feel your eyelid, pull it away from the eyeball, and see how it snaps back. And if it snaps back right away, like both patients that I did this week, well, then you don't need the canthopexy. But if it doesn't, then you might need that canthopexy. All right, so, Rob, let's, let's recap here. We talked about blepharoplasty as the ultimate procedure for your eyelids. That's really what you need. Um, skin care, well, it can thicken it a bit, but it's not going to get rid of those bags. There is one other thing that I'll mention, and I'll kind of tie in a commercial with it for you, Rob. It's called Plexiderm. Oh, my God, what a, uh, what a segue, right? <laughs> you know, Plexiderm is something, and, and this is a commercial, so I don't want to, uh, I don't want to mislead my audience because uh, Plexiderm is a sponsor of the show. And what Plexiderm is, it's a silicone material. And when you put it, you paint it on your eyelids, and it cures. I mean, you might think of it as drying, but it actually cures. That's the chemical term for it. And as it cures, just like the, the silicone that you put, you know, in caulk. Have you ever caulked windows, by the way, Rob? Yes, I have. Okay, so that's a silicone material also. And you know it goes on as a kind of a paste, a pasty material or a gel material. And then after about a half an hour, you get it all over your hands. You get it all over everything. I do anyway. And, uh, but hopefully most of it goes where you're supposed to put it. Well, luckily, Plexiderm is not quite as messy as caulk. But it is a silicone-based material. And as it dries, as it cures, it shrinks. 
just like that caulk in your uh, your windows that you caulk your windows with. So it uh, it shrinks, and the bags of your eyelids just kind of go away. It's really quite remarkable. It really is. It's a it's an interesting thing. There's these commercials that uh, John Greenhut is a good friend of mine who uh, has this company that makes Plexiderm. Uh, John has these commercials on TV, and they do a time lapse of uh, someone over two or three minutes, and the bags just disappear. They really do. So it's a temporary fix, though. It's not skin care like my skin care, which actually has a medicinal, medicinal effect on the skin. And it's certainly not surgery, uh, but what it is is more like makeup. And, you know, you're a man. You're not going to wear makeup on your, on your, on your eyelids. But you, you might use Plexiderm because Plexiderm is clear. It doesn't. There's no residue. It goes on. And for as long as you have it on, probably about six or eight hours until you wash it off, or put some pasty material like a makeup ladies on it, uh, it will stay and it'll make your wrinkles look better. It'll make the bags under your eyes look better. It even makes your jowls and crepey neck skin look better. So, Rob, since you're on the line here, I'm going to give you that 800 number because, yes, this is a commercial that you became part of. <laughs> you didn't know that. 800-925-9963 is the number for Plexiderm. If you use that number, they'll give you 50% off the Plexiderm. 800-925-9963, 800-925-9963. So, Rob, you didn't know you were going to be part of a commercial, right? No, I really <laughs> didn't, Dr. Perry. But, but I have to say, you, you provide so much great information, and you've given me so, so much food for thought. I, I really do appreciate it. You're, you're a great teacher. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I enjoy teaching. And, and you know, that's why I, I'm giving two lectures to physicians tomorrow at the Dr. Mike Roy's in Longevity uh, symposium. One of my lectures is on non-invasive procedures, and one is on invasive procedures. And I lecture at Columbia, and I give lectures to the residents at, uh, at Rutgers. I love teaching. It's fun. And in the operating room, uh, when I get residents, now I don't let residents do my surgery, but it is, it's such a great kick for me to be able to teach residents. And residents, by the way, for those of you who don't know, residents are doctors who finished medical school and they're in a training program in plastic surgery it lasts six years a training program and they come into the operating room with me and all the other we're called attendings when you finish your residency and they learn about plastic surgery they learn my techniques and when i do cosmetic surgery i don't let them do anything except watch and we as we say hold hooks that means they hold the retractors and things uh, but they learn and the goal of uh, being a resident is to learn surgical techniques and see a lot of different techniques from a lot of different doctors so that when they finish that six-year residency, they can go out and operate on you and take the best techniques that they've learned from me and from everybody else at Columbia uh, and at Rutgers and, uh, and do the best job for you. So, Rob, thanks so much for the phone call, and I hope you learned, and hopefully I, uh, I helped you. Have a great holiday season. God bless. Thank you, you sir. sir. Thank you so much, and stay safe. Where I hope you're wearing a mask, Rob, and I hope you've had your flu shot. And uh, since you're 72, uh, you know, you're gonna, going to be in the first or second group of people to get the vaccine. Uh, you know, the doctors and then people in long-term care facilities and then just everybody over the age of 65, particularly with, with things like uh, diabetes and high blood pressure and things like that. So when that vaccine is offered to you, Rob, take it. The day you can. Don't listen to these people who say, oh, I'm going to wait and see how everybody is. You know, 2,700 people died two days ago, and I think over 3,000 people died of COVID yesterday. So take the 
vaccine. That's my uh, that's my my advice to my patients and listeners to the show. Don't mess around with these anti-vaxxers. People are dying in the streets almost from this pandemic. All right, Rob. Thank you so much, Dr. Perry. You're welcome. Okay, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. We've got 15 minutes left. Stay tuned. We'll be back. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. There's more to the show. Stay tuned. Did you know that most skincare is useless, even fraudulent, and often toxic? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. I needed great skincare for my patients, but really could not find products that dramatically improve skin health. So I went to the books and I created a line of skincare that reduces the appearance of wrinkles and truly rejuvenates skin. I want everyone to try my products, and so for a limited time, I'm offering my Beauty in a Bottle Nighttime Serum at a great price. Normally, this is $65, but for WOR listeners, it's $40 plus shipping. Nighttime contains vitamins C and A, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. That's all you need for beautiful skin. It's so simple that your friends and relatives will be asking you, what are you doing to look so good? Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WOR20 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WOR. Ladies, are you looking older than you feel? I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Aging is inevitable. We all know that, but I can help you age gracefully. I start with Botox to lessen frown lines, and I use the new Restylane Kiss. What a great name! To, well, you know, give you more kissable lips. No duck lips here. And I smooth the jawline and plump marionette lines with Juvederm. We might remove unsightly blemishes or even reduce splotchiness and rejuvenate the skin with a chemical or laser peel, or I can thicken crepey skin with Ulthera. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar face and neck lifts. Let's sit down in my Somerset, New Jersey, or Beverly Hills offices for an hour consultation and come up with a plan to help you look better. Give me a call at 833-PERRY-MD. That's 833-P-E-R-R-Y-M-D. Check me out on the web at perryplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry in the 16th anniversary show. I hope you have been listening all 16 years. I hope so. But what else is there to listen to on the radio? It's just me on Saturday night. Yeah, there's nothing else. Just listen to me. And uh, hopefully, I know we're going to be back for another year. We've signed on for 2021. And thank God it's going to be a different year than 2020. I don't know about you, but this was the worst year of my life. And uh, we won't get into details here. And I'm sure it was the worst year for so many of you. So uh, let's move on. Let's move on to 2021 in uh, less than a month. Thank God, right? All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. 800-321-0710. So we were talking all about blepharoplasty, one of my favorite procedures. I also did a liposuction this week. And, you know, I call it liposuction. You know that if you've listened to me, not liposuction. I think it's uh, the word is liposuction. I'm the last guy in the country to call it that. Uh, But that's really what it is. So liposuction. This week I did liposuction of the hips, the outer thighs, the inner thighs and knees on a person who I also did her blepharoplasty. So I did it under general anesthesia, anesthesia, 
That means you're asleep for the procedure. Usually with eyelid surgery, I'll do it under sedation, intravenous sedation. And the reason for that is because we can. And why not do a procedure under sedation if we don't have to go under general anesthesia? And there's actually some advantages to going under sedation with eyelid and facelift surgery, and that's because you, you usually do not get nausea with sedation. You know, we use drugs that are carefully chosen, things called Versed, things called propofol, which is that colonoscopy drug. Uh, those are the drugs we choose to use, and ketamine, ketamine, that's another one, doesn't cause nausea. So you should not get nausea with the uh, facial cosmetic surgery performed under sedation. But with general anesthesia, no matter what we use, the anesthesiologists, they try very hard, but still there's about a 10 to 15% chance of nausea with general anesthesia, even in the year 2020. So, you know, years ago, 20 years ago, a lot of 20s here, 20 years ago, the risk was probably twice as high, but the drugs are getting better. But with, uh, with, an with um, liposuction, I can do small ones under sedation, so I can suction your neck and I can suction your knees, and I can suction your cankles. I did that a couple of weeks ago. You know what cankles are? They're all looking at me. What is a cankle? That's the fatty ankle, you know, and we can numb up the ankles and suction the fat circumferentially around uh, pretty much. We don't go right over the tendon, but I can give you nice slender little ankles, hopefully, usually, uh, by doing it under just local anesthesia or local anesthesia with sedation. But if you're having a bigger liposuction, like the one I did this week, 4.4 pounds, a common amount, two liters of fat. And what's a liter? Well, take a liter bottle of soda or, uh, or seltzer or something like that and put two of them side by side. And that's what I suctioned out of this woman this week. And she was an average-sized woman. Uh, not overweight. And the best candidates for liposuction, by the way, are not overweight people. Not at all. They are people who are at or pretty close to their ideal weight, uh, but have contour irregularities. They've got extra fat on the hips that bulge in your clothing, fat on the thighs that bulge, fat on the inner thighs that kind of rub when you walk. You know what I'm talking about. And chubs. You know what chubs are? You know, I didn't know this until a few years ago. They're the knee fat, the knee fat. You know, there's all these funny names that people give these uh, these areas. So, so with liposuction, I introduce, I inject a very dilute amount of epinephrine. That's adrenaline into the areas that I'm going to suction. And that cuts way down on the bleeding. If I were to suction way back in 1985, when I first started doing this procedure, I was in high school, by the way. So when I, uh, when I started doing this procedure, we did not use anything. We didn't inject anything. And if I were going to suction the hips, the outer thighs, the inner thighs, the posterior, that's the uh, back, you know, and contour your buttock crease and do your, uh, your knees, wow, I would have lost maybe two units of blood. That's a lot of loss. But now... When we inject this epinephrine, I don't inject lidocaine, by the way. And for those of you who have published several papers on this topic, it's not safe, in my opinion, to inject large amounts of lidocaine. But we can inject the epinephrine, and it cuts way down on the bleeding. So that very same area where I would have lost two units of blood, that's a lot of blood. Now, it would be somewhere about a half a unit. And for those of you who donate blood to the Red Cross, like I did, by the way, a couple weeks ago, thank you, and you should too, especially right now. That's a little commercial for uh, the blood banks of America. Give blood. But anyway, if you were to donate a unit of blood, 
you get the crackers, you know, maybe some uh, some cookies and some apple juice. They have you sit for five minutes and you drive yourself home. And that's a full unit of blood. So the amount of blood that we lose with a typical liposuction, and the one I did this week was typical. It's 4.4 pounds, 2 liters, 2 kilograms of fat. That's 4.4 for those of you who don't know the metric system. So we suction that, and and the amount of blood that's lost is kind of incidental almost, incidental, if the surgeon knows how to do liposuction. Now, it also should not hurt. So I don't give narcotics with liposuction. My patient will attest to the fact that she didn't need that. She did not need that because if I don't bang into the muscle, don't bang into anything underneath, uh, well, you know, the fat actually doesn't have a lot of nerve endings. So liposuction is a relatively painless procedure, and I actually published the paper on this. So I took people who had their thighs done, just their outer thighs. And one thigh I did numb up with lidocaine, so they couldn't feel anything. I did it under general anesthesia, by the way, but I numbed one side up with lidocaine so that afterwards they would not have pain in that side. The other side, I did not use any lidocaine. And after the procedure, I measured the pain after liposuction. On a scale of 0 to 10, the average pain was a half. On both sides, there was no difference between the sides. And I published that paper in the journal Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, and, and I actually uh, presented that at a meeting of the American uh, uh, Society of Plastic Surgeons. And the, the goal of the procedure was to tell you that, to tell doctors that you did not need to numb you up and to have some data actually as to how much pain there was after liposuction. And the truth is, it's not a painful procedure. If you have liposuction and it hurts a lot, well, you know... It should not. I mean, I won't say why it might hurt, but it should not hurt. So liposuction is a very nice procedure. It really is. It's one of the greatest bang-for-your-buck procedures in cosmetic surgery because in an hour and a half, I can suction, look at that, you know, over four pounds of fat, and you'll fit into your clothes better. You'll look better in a bathing suit. You'll look better naked. You'll look better in yoga pants, and you'll look better in just normal clothing, and that'll happen pretty fast. Not immediately. So when I take the stitches out at five days or seven days, you know, you'll be quite swollen and you'll be bruised. And I tell my patients they'll look like an eggplant. That's the kind of bruising you're going to have. So it's not subtle bruising, like, you know, just a little mild bruising. It's eggplant. You're going to look like an egg, really, honestly. But, you know, that's normal. And the reason is it's a closed procedure. So we break up the fat, we suction it out, and there's a fair amount of oozing underneath the skin. So remember I just told you I might lose a half a unit of blood, uh, suction it out with a traditional, a typical liposuction. Well, you know what happens to the other half of the unit? It stays into the tissues, it percolates through, and that's what creates that eggplant appearance. But that's okay. It really is okay because it goes away in a week or two. And then by two weeks, you look better and your clothes fit better and it keeps on getting better over months. Liposuction is one of those procedures that's such a high satisfaction procedure. It really is. It's a rare patient that has any issues at all. Yeah, there's always that chance. You have to be selective in who I operate on because if you've got loose skin or a lot of dimples, well, maybe you're not the best candidate for liposuction. The inner thighs, not as good an area as the outer thighs. We call these forgiving areas. So the outer thighs and hips, they're very forgiving. So I can remove fat and it's unlikely that you're going to, going to get a con 
contour irregularity like a dimple, a waviness, or something like that, or, or heaven forbid, hanging skin. But the inner thighs, look at your inner thighs, ladies. Well, you know that they're looser if you're over 50, and you have to be very careful. The surgeon has to be very careful. It's not a matter of just extracting all the fat. It's a matter of sculpting the fat. Well, Noah begins to raise his hands. He says, hey, the show's over. The 16th anniversary show of What's Your Wrinkle? It's over. We're going to be back next week. Yes, and I hope you will too. And I'm sorry, I know there's a lot of people that were on. I like to talk. I like to talk. And sometimes I don't get to the phone call. So please call early next week. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Perryplasticsurgery.com is a website. If you're interested in the products, it's drperrys.com. Noah, thanks so much for great engineering tonight. And for the last 16 years on WOR and hopefully 16 more. We'll see everybody next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye now. <laughs>